Hello, everyone, and welcome to Coffee and Confidence, a class of confidence podcast. And I am Bahar. Today, I wanted to talk about angry women. Now, (laughs) some of you are going to go, angry women? Oh, I don't know. That's not a very positive topic. No, it's not. The reason why I wanted to talk about angry women is because they operate very differently than angry men. Angry women, especially when they are resentful of circumstances in their life, it bleeds into every aspect. For example, um, I spoke to a woman who was married for over 30 years and she was incredibly angry and it was evident to everyone around her, including her grown children, her husband, uh, people that worked with both her and her husband. It was evident to everybody. And it didn't take long for her to open up to me and in just a couple of short conversations, I found out why she was so angry. She'd gotten married young, about 19 years old. And she thought she was going to have a new life in America and start a family and, you know, the American dream, right? Well, 30 years later, she had a bunch of kids that were grown and not necessarily very helpful Uh, She had a husband that was very stubborn and I guess she expected that she was going to have a different life and she was trying to make the best of things and trying to sort of separate herself and have retained some control over what she could, but ultimately she was just not happy. She didn't have a whole lot of time to herself. She didn't have a whole lot of freedom, uh, any opportunities to have joy. And so you could tell why she was so angry and she didn't have a way to do anything about it. And so there are women like that who go, well, you know, I have countless blessings and yet I'm miserable, right? Another woman, you know, could say that she married the wrong person, went through divorce, and, uh, you know, is now faced with the second half of her life and lots of potential for creating whatever kind of life she wants, and yet she's still miserable and angry. Well, she's not angry because she doesn't have opportunity and because she doesn't have blessings. She has all of that. She's angry because of what she thought she was going to have. And she's in the mourning stage of grieving over the loss of the dreams and the marriage that she thought she was going to have. Now, think about that. If this is you, and you are faced with the second half of your life, depending on how old you are, let's just say second half, because most of us are middle-aged in some way or another, And you have opportunity ahead of you, but you're so bitter, you're so angry, you're so fixated on why you have to start over again. Because you're mourning the loss of what you thought you were going to have. 
instead of looking at things and going, okay, yeah, that part didn't work out. But now I have a clean slate. Now I can choose to do things differently. You're still looking backwards and going, oh, I messed up there. Oh, that, you know, if I didn't marry him, I wouldn't have this problem right now. Or now my kids wouldn't be dealing with this kind of issue. Okay, but they are. Now, what are you going to do about it from here going forward? I hear also a lot of women who are the never married types. Who are in their 40s and 50s. And there are a lot of women who fall into this category. A lot You know, people tend to look at men who were in their 40s and 50s who had never been married and go, oh, well, they must be a workaholic or, oh, they were so selfish. They never wanted to settle down or get married or whatever. And some of them, yeah, maybe they they enjoy their bachelorhood so much that they don't want to. And quite frankly, uh, in this day and age, you know, women have really screwed things up for themselves. And uh, if that guy can sleep with whoever he wants and have a great relationship without any long-term obligation, well, why Why would he? He can still have his freedom. He can still have his money. He's not obligated. If he wants to take you out and spend money on you, he can. If he doesn't want to call you and doesn't want to see you, he doesn't have to. And if he wants to care about you and sleep with you, okay, great. And if he's over it, he's over it. And you as the woman have allowed that. So for those guys... They're not really miserable. They're having a great time. But for the women who fall into that same category that are in their 40s and 50s and not ever married, they're miserable. Man, are they miserable. They are absolutely bitter, angry, and miserable. And then they add a whole other element to it and they start getting uh, premenopausal and menopausal, and then they're a whole different kind of psycho. And I hear from men who are now divorced and they're starting to date again, and they're in that age group where they're in their 40s and 50s. And so the women who have never been married are now in that dating pool. And then guys tell me, well, what, what is wrong with these women? They're crazy. And they're not wrong. You know, I mean, uh, people tend to say, oh, well, well, my ex is crazy. Yeah, but these people are, are dating for the first time and they're going, these women are unhinged. And these guys aren't wrong. Because there are women in their 40s and 50s who have never been married, who now have the hormonal issues on top of everything else, and they're nuts. I'm a woman and I can't deal with some of these people. They are extremely needy. They need a lot of hand-holding. It's like, you know, they, they might be very successful in their career, but zero common sense when it comes to other aspects of life. Not very emotionally intelligent. There's a certain caliber of woman who never gets married because she couldn't. She just didn't have the capacity for it. That she couldn't pull her shit together enough for a guy to say, you know what, this is the most amazing woman I've ever been with. I have to marry her. That's not the type of woman. 
they are a specific problematic demographic. A lot of them drink in excess and think it's funny to joke about it. And I I don't agree with women who do this in general. I think a lot of women think it's hilarious to talk about how much they drink. But I don't walk around talking about how much I love chocolate or how much I love soda. Those are not positives for me. So that's something I need to work on. I know it's not healthy. I know those aren't the best choices. So I'm definitely not going to joke about it and talk about it all the time. Because I'm actively working against that. So why would I talk about it and highlight it in my life? I don't want to talk about the negative uh, vices in my life. I want to talk about the positive things. So those women typically drink a lot. They may or may not be popping some sort of pills. They can't sleep well. They're taking sleeping pills. They're taking hormone pills. They're taking anti-depression pills. And if they're going through menopause, you know, sometimes they think they're bipolar when they're not. They're just, their hormones are out of whack. And I don't fault anyone for taking medical action to seek medical help. Please don't misunderstand me. But a lot of that is is jumbled up and is mismanaged by people who just don't get out of their own way. And then there are some people who go, you know what, I could do XYZ to help myself, but I'll just go to the doctor and get a pill and then then I don't have to worry about it. Then I can continue doing what I was doing before and I'll just, you know, get this help to fix it. Well, it doesn't really fix it. You're still miserable. You're just now on medication on top of everything else. And you know as well as I do, I haven't met anyone who's on medication who doesn't have some sort of side effect. And it's never a good thing. It's never a positive side effect. So these women, whether you're in your 40s, 50s, in your 30s, that are angry, bitter, frustrated, erratic, irrational, there's a deeper problem there. These same women pounce on guys for no reason. Think every guy is out to get them. Every guy is out to lie to them. Every guy is out to uh, take advantage of them. There are women who get on a guy for being a gentleman. I can't open my own door. Okay, well, the next time he'll let it slam in your face and you won't like that either. There are women who have a chip on their shoulder before they even show up to a first date. What do you think is going to happen if you're already cranky on a first date? Do you think he's going to call you again? Do you think that's going to go well when you already have a shitty attitude? Some of you go, well, I don't know. I guess I'll just go out with him. 
What do you mean you guess? You do or you don't. He doesn't have a gun to your head. He's not making you. If you manage to make it that far, he wants to see what you're like in person. If you're not feeling it, don't go. But then you can't blame the guy for, for not going well. Well, <laughs> you can't, I can't even tell you how many women I have that come and tell me, well, I can't get to the second date. And we go over the first date. I go, well, here's why. Your appearance matters. Your attitude matters. The way you speak, the way you act matters. It's not just about the guy impressing you. You're showing the guy what kind of person you are. How you respond on a date. Are you nice? Are you cordial? You act like, you know, you're God's gift to him on this first date. Today, I had a conversation with someone on, well, actually I had a few conversations with women, married, single, divorced. And a couple of them really just drained the life out of me today. And, you know, some people who work with Divorced men and women will be one way or the other. They'll be biased towards men or biased towards women. I'm not. (coughs) I look at each individual as they are and respond accordingly. I have worked with amazing men who are great husbands, great fathers, great friends, just great human beings who are selfless, who are generous, who are kind, who are funny, who are intelligent, really salt of the earth guys. And I've worked with women and I know women who are, you know, they have hearts of gold and kind and sweet and, you know, feminine and beautiful and intelligent and hardworking and, you know, all of those things. And then I've met men and women who just drain the ever-loving energy out of you. They are put on this earth to be a lesson and a problem for other people. They suck your energy. They don't add value. They're just problematic in all of their relationships and all of their interactions. And if you are the type of person that is repelling people from you, I don't have any friends. I don't really, I don't get close to people. I can't stand people. I just, everybody exhausts me. You're probably exhausting everybody else in your life. If you don't have good quality people in your life, the problem is probably you. Because if you are a well-rounded, generally healthy-minded, quality individual, you will have friends and family that you communicate with on a regular basis that would be there to help you, you know, that there's an even exchange of thoughts and ideas and conversation. If you don't have that, the problem is you, and you can fix that, but you got to work on yourself. So anyway, I had uh, a few conversations today, 
And I really took time to reflect on the conversations because I felt like they were all sort of, even though like one was married, one was never married, and the other one had been divorced, three in particular that really stood out to me today. And so it really wasn't about their relationship status. They were all the same. They were all incredibly needy, meaning they were not, they wanted to to latch on to somebody to pull from, okay? They were not adding value to the interaction, to the conversation. They just wanted to pull. They were all emotionally crippled. And what I mean by that and and not self-aware. And what I mean by that is that they had no clue that anybody else's time, attention, feelings, anything else about another person mattered or that could possibly be uh, impacting what they wanted to pull from somebody. It's like they're in their own world. This is what I need and I, 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 I'm in my own bubble. I don't see... Um, the impact I have upon somebody else. And super, super defensive. I mean all three. Super, super defensive. Where they just like hit the ground in the morning and decided everybody was out to get them. Now we could say, okay, well, one person has, you know, issues with her, her small business. The other one, maybe her husband said something. The other one, you know, she's worried about the state of the country. You know, everybody's got some issues that they're concerned about. Okay. But meanwhile, you are a walking, talking human being interacting with people throughout your day and you're nuts. People are listening to you ranting and raving or you expect people to drop what they're doing in the middle of a day and listen to you and you're just bitter and angry you just want to vent you just want to complain you just want to spew your negativity now some people will say okay well you got to vent sometimes sure but people like this tend to do it often if not daily And to everyone they encounter. I spoke to one friend of mine who is a mutual friend. She knows. She's aware of at least two of these women. And she said, oh, yeah, I know. She told me the same story today. I go, so then it wasn't just me (laughs) that needed to release the pressure valve. No. They're going around saying the same story, the same venting session to multiple people because they don't, it's not enough to have just one audience. I want you to honestly think about if you do this, how many people's time do you waste on a regular basis to listen to you and your nonsense? And it will be nonsense, I promise you. Because if it was real and it was authentic and it was something that, you know, it's just a really bad thing that you're going through. It doesn't happen all the time. Those things should not happen all the time. If they're happening all the time, the problem is you. It's not life circumstances. You're not just bad luck. 
You're doing things and making decisions that actively bring you all of these issues. So honestly, be self-aware. Take a look at yourself. Take a look at the conversations that you have and your interactions with people. Check your attitude. If you are cranky and moody, get away from people and handle yourself. If I know... I'm cranky, I'm tired, I'm in a pissy mood, I'm hungry. I'm going to stay away from other people and not take it out on them. I'm going to go feed my face. I'm going to go do something that will calm me down. Take a little time out for myself. And if I need to address a particular issue, then I'm going to wait till I'm calm and fed and everything and then I'll address it. And I'll address it to the person that can work with me on that issue, not bring it to 10 other people and waste their time and energy. And then I'll move forward. And my attitude should be improved by then. And if it's not, then the problem is me. It's not everybody else. And it's not their problem. Women can be very nurturing, very selfless, very giving human beings. But if you are an angry woman who is angry at life and angry at what happened to you and angry at everybody and anything who doesn't give you attention or lay out the dreams that you desire on a, you know, red carpet, then the issue is with you. I work with women who are going through these issues and we break them down by different categories in your life. We address the root issue. We bring awareness to that particular area of your life. And then we create action items, action steps to help you address them on your own and together. If you are struggling with this, This is not something where I will pack you on the back or coddle you or tell you, you know, you're right and the whole world is wrong. I speak the truth and I see from the outside looking in. And if I didn't care, I would let you continue that way. But it is self-destructive. And you will not get anywhere. You will not see the results you want. You will not create your happily ever after if you continue this way. I don't want you to be an angry woman. I want you to be happy. I want you to be content. And nobody else can do that for you. It has to be within yourself. It has to be you who creates your own happiness and you who maintains your own happiness. Everything that happens along the way in the course of your day happens. It could be annoying. It could be frustrating. But that shouldn't change your core happiness. And how you respond to it. If you want to know more, reach out to me and I will be happy to work with you and talk you through it. I hope this was helpful to those of you who are maybe having a lot of emotions that you don't know how to deal with. Or you have someone in your life who fits this description. I know I have many. But even before I was doing this work, I still could recognize it. And angry, bitter, miserable, defensive women do themselves more harm than anything else. 
So I want you to think about that. And if you need to reach out to me, please do. If you have someone in your life that um, could use a little chat with me, please share and uh, connect us. I'd be, I'd appreciate that. So I hope that you have a wonderful rest of your day. And thanks for listening to Coffee and Confidence. Have a great one. Bye-bye.